water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome back to Bending the Elements, an Avatar podcast. Here we are for, I don't think it's episode 10, but we're covering chapter 10. So I'm not sure what episode this is, but... (laughs) Well, this is episode 12, isn't it? (laughs) Is it? Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) It's been a while. Hang on. Wait a minute. No, they don't say. Never mind. No, because Batu of the Water Tribe is 15, Zerger 16, so this would mean that that's 14, 13, 12. That's correct. We're at episode 12, the storm that is approaching. Ladies and gentlemen, those in between, there is a special weathery advisory tonight <laughs> in our uh, local area. Special weather statement in effect, strong winds tonight and Tuesday. Threat, strong southeast winds <laughs> of 50 kilometers per hour gusting to follow 70 kilometer winds by southeast winds of 40 kilometers gusting to 60. Goodness gracious. I'm dating myself very much. Oh, you always do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. A rapidly deepening weather system will generate strong southeast winds over the Metro Vancouver region tonight. Winds will peak nearly 50 kilometers per hour with gusts of wind up to 70 during the overnight hours. The southeast winds will shift to the southwest 40 kilometers gusty to 60 early tuesday morning and continue through the day what was that all about well basically we are in storm season here where we live there was not even kidding there was a water spout there was a tornado uh over near the university of british columbia uh out that way that really knocked down a bunch of stuff in that university drive it was hilarious did you hear about that oh i sure did yeah yeah so you know it's like oh wait i thought tornadoes only happen in flat uh flat ground like and you're absolutely right but the ocean's also somewhat flat you know not flat earth wise but just like you know it's flat so it's not impossible for that to happen but uh, we're in storm season here um kind of beautiful but also a nuisance for those who have to work outside that's that's all i'm gonna say so i really love this episode basically is what i'm saying yeah five back to the episode yeah speaking of uh avatar (laughs) If only he could, you know, stop storms from happening. Wait, I have no idea. Let's let's, let's find out. Yeah, we're we're discussing uh, book one, chapter twelve. Thank you for the correction. The storm, written by the script. I think it's head writer Aaron Hehaws who wrote this one. He did. Uh, I think it was directed by DiMartino, or maybe I'm wrong on that. No, Lauren uh, McMullen. She returns. Yeah, she she returns. She returns. And now the summary. All rise, remove your hats, let's begin. We begin this episode a little differently than the previous group. We find out that Aang has been suffering from cryptic and disturbing dreams and has avoided sharing this with the rest of the team. But in a coincidental touch of prescience, in his most recent dream, he sees himself coming into a great storm, sparking a series of flashbacks from 100 years in his past. 
Meanwhile, at a local market, the team come across a fisherman in need of some new ship hands. Sokka, feeling that they could use some extra cash, joins the crew, while Aang and Katara stay back and take some time to discuss Aang's growing anxieties. By examining the angst he faced after first learning that he was the Avatar. But over on the B-plot side of the episode, Iroh also senses the oncoming storm and tries to warn Prince Zuko to be cautious. But Zuko's reckless pursuit of the Avatar begins to break the confidence of some of his crew. Iroh tries to help the men gain some understanding of their captain by sharing the tale of Zuko's banishment. The crew see a change in their perspective on the Fire Prince, just in time for the storm to arrive. Zuko proves his loyalty to the crew by protecting his men rather than chasing after the Avatar, and Aang and Katara rescue Sokka as well as the reckless fisherman. Aang does this by using the Avatar state to help him pull them to safety, a reminder of the power he holds and the good he can do with it. And that is the storm. That is Virgil. The storm, yes. And now we'll get our copies up to timestamp zero, at least me and you two. I'm sure other people won't, but because <laughs> why would they? Why would they? It's very free flowing. It's very jazzy, as they say. Yeah, jazz riffs. Yeah, we're going eight three time, guys, ladies and gentlemen, those in between. Everybody, please press play right now. So, as you can see, the intro today, um, yeah, so different. Is hmm. so different. Sure, it's uh, it's all, all four of them are performing dances of the storm. They're at, they're they're fueling fire to the storm. Mm, mm. Yeah, the old intro scene. What do we what do we say here? I guess there's nothing to say at this point. We've we probably said everything we could. <laughs> could you imagine if they had like landed on a different iceberg? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a very different show, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, that would have been a very different sort Whistler Sun. That would have been a very different show. <laughs> just like like instead of him uh his iceberg his iceberg comes up like t- next to them and it's like, okay, that's, that's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> And then he's stuck there for like another hundred years. So he's like 212 years old. Where's that comic? Comes back around like chorus time. <laughs> Do they even just, well, it's the fire, the fire nation still like rules. Do they even have like everything from chorus timeline? Who even knows? Oh no, probably not. Well, anyways, we start off. Yeah. We very surreal dream here. We get like giant Momo. Everyone's flying around, having a nice time. Well, yeah, the, fir- the first, well, okay. The, initially you, you start off with, Again, very, very. I like the filter they have. Very like autumny, very summer, or very, very fallish, like very warm uh, filter on there. And then we, we Ang is all just very cheery. It's very, very nice. He's, he's very mellow. He's he's having a good time there. And then so is Sokka as he's on Ang's uh, air air staff and is like, wait, wait, what? Wait, he's on his air staff. What? He's flying it. Is this, is this even possible? How was this even possible? I didn't know that was possible. And then, wait, wait, wait. He looks to his right, and all of a sudden, Katara's flying Momo, and he's giant. Clowns to the left of me, Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> and what's in the middle of him? Well, he looks dead on ahead, and he sees the Rhinosaurus, if anybody gets that James and the Giant Peach reference, I think. Oh, man, there's a movie and book that I completely forgot existed. That's the only thing I remember about that. That's not true. I actually do remember a lot about James and the Giant Peach. It's a really cool movie. I gotta go back and watch that. Also, I gotta read that book. I completely forgot that was based based on the book. 
Well, as he approaches the Rhinosaurus, uh, also comes in to give him uh, some pep talk on how to deal with Rhinosauruses, even though he's got Appa with him, so that shouldn't really do anything. But this Rhinosaurus kind of is, is in a different state of matter, let's put it that way. Yep. It's a matter of states, as they say. <laughs> and he's like, we need you, Aang. We need you to defeat this Rhinosaurus. And Aang's like, I can't do it. No, it's... And he can't do it, and he falls in the water, and, uh, well, yeah. Now this is I'm pretty I'm pretty sure this is uh uh repeating footage, correct? Uh like the, through the dream sequence like from previous episodes. Not the dream sequence, but like as as he's like falling unless you're at that point, I have no idea. But uh, as he's like falling down towards the uh in the ocean. Oh, I didn't I didn't think about it, but it, it could have been. I think hmm. that is new. That's not a spoiler by the way. Um I think that's new animation actually. I can't remember now. If it is or no, no, yeah, this is. I think that is brand new animation. Never mind. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh, but yeah, we can. I guess talk a little bit about what the dream. Like, I mean, clearly he's having some avatar anxieties at the moment. I feel like he's, you know, not capable of uh, fulfilling the position that he's in. It's been his kind of ongoing arc throughout this whole first season. Really, is him feeling like, oh, like, am I really? I'm just a kid. I'm not the avatar. Like, how am I supposed to? Especially now that he's just been dropped with this big bomb about having such a little amount of time to uh, master all the elements. So, And there lies the problem. Could you have removed... Oh, okay, obviously you could have removed the last episode, but could you have removed Jet as well and immediately have just gone to this instead of those previous two? And this That's feels like way more of uh, a... Well, not even a sequel, but a, a, a proper follow-up to that one than uh, those previous two were. And like slam those before Sozin's comet, and then like I don't know, have this one afterwards. Not Sozin's mm. comet, sorry. Um, Avatar Roku. That's what it, what it was. Avatar Roku. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Aang always tries to avoid his problems, so maybe it took him a little while for it to finally. Because really, even now, he's not telling them about his dreams. He's just trying to pretend like everything's okay. So. Yeah, everything's no, no, nothing's wrong. I'm okay. Yeah, that's a lie, bud. That's that's clearly a little bad lie. If only you could see a psychologist. You always wish that were the case in these shows. I feel like we can all relate to you know procrastinating about you know things that are bothering us or trying to just pretend. Oh, speaking of procrastination, now that you bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is uh, it, it would have it probably would have served way better had this been a follow up to after episode eight, uh, instead. Oh yeah, there was a waterbending scroll. Duh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Complete. That was the sequel after. That was the one after that. And there was Jet, and then there was the one because this is episode twelve. Yeah, so nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, so I have three. I got that wrong. But yeah, no. So he, you know, continuity wise, he could have had this dream recurring throughout those other three episodes. But you know, I mean, this is this is two thousand five. We're still doing. We still have the TV formula of you have to have the mid the the, the, the fall finale, the midwinter finale, and all that stuff. So whatever, we're stuck with that. Oh, but yeah. So we see that Aang, you know, he's he's pretty disturbed from the dream. He wakes up, and Katara wakes up and notices it, but doesn't comment at the time. She goes back to sleep. And then we get a little bit of uh, just kind of fun banter as they're getting ready to take off for the next part of their journey. By the way, I love the water in the mountains. Or not mountains, but just like uh, kind of islands. That's a rock. That is clearly a rock. Out in the water? Oh, wait. Those are like islands. I thought you were talking about uh, the rock right behind them. 
No, I mean like out on the water. I think some of that the art there is kind of pretty. Seeing right. out there with like the sun, kind of. Oh yeah, uh, right there. Yeah, some of the you know, little islands right out there kind of reminds me of home here. Yeah, and we find that Sokka also had a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about? Because Katara is complaining, like, "Oh, we better head off and find a market. We're almost out of food." And Sokka says, "Oh, I had a dream about food. It was that food eats people." Wait, and he gets all disturbed, and oh, isn't this the plot to Cap's book? Uh, what was that? What was his name? His his book again? Oh shoot, I don't remember. But it was no, it was where people turn into foods. Yeah, United and, States of something. Yeah. And like, by everybody go who listens to this, go look up Geek Evolution, go find that book, whatever it's called. It's, I don't know. We can't provide a link. Actually, you can't yeah. provide a link. That's right. I'll provide a link. Absolutely. There's a there's a there's an audio. I know he has an audio book of it. Air quotes. Well, I think it's a YouTube video, I believe. But I, there's got to be a book. There's got to be text somewhere anywhere. Whatever. Um, yeah, foodies people and Momo has something. I forgot what he what he said. Yeah, I forget the moment part too. Oh, Momo could talk. That's it. There we go. <laughs> and he said some very unkind things. Yeah, well, you've been treating him, you know, pretty rough around the edges there. These last few episodes there, bud. So, like, of course he's going to, like, you know, mouth off to you one of these days. If, whether it's, sure. you know, in person or in dream. Who knows? By the way, one thing I wanted to point out is that they did kind of have a saving author saving throw there where they, Katara mentioned a, you've been having nightmares lately. Uh, so that kind of just, I don't say proves, but that kind of like, I guess, covers the basis of like, oh, he's been having these lately. So there has been time between like the last few episodes. Yeah, and it, it makes sense that she'd notice because it's going to become such a big plot throughout the episode. But he's been holding back. And because they sleep next to each other. That sounded very wrong when I said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they all sleep in a little little huddle, basically. Yeah. But we cut away from them for now and we head over to Zuko and... uh the way we fall, the way we cut, by the way, is we follow the birds. The birds are are flying either south or north. I have no idea, and they're they're going. And we cut from that scene more towards the water, and we see the ship, which doesn't actually have a name. We gotta give that ship a name. That's so funny. I was just about to ask, does the ship have a name? <laughs> no, we gotta give, we gotta make up a name for the ship because like we have Oppa there, and then we have this one, <laughs> the little Zuko that could. No. <laughs> I feel like that's some the fire or something. Something to do with the Avatar, like the Avatar Hunter or something like that. The the Avatar Jaeger. <laughs> All of a sudden it turns into a giant mech. Um, okay, that's that's a little <laughs> weird, but okay. Yeah, we'll we'll think about it and see if we can come come up with a name as as things go on. But yeah, no, the the SS. No, I can't. We can't do that. Oh, geez. Yeah, <laughs> let's get away that. from that. that. Let's let's stay away from that. Anyways, back to this. Yeah, tensions are arising among uh, Zuko's crew, well, which is totally fair because I mean he's not a good leader necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, is it tensions rising, or is it the fact that we're finally discussing like you know, hey, wait a minute, are the crew sick of you know hunting the Avatar because it's it's like you know they have lives too, you know? Um, yeah, I I really do wish that we we got to know a lot more about these guys. This would would have been really cool. Like we. We don't, we, we don't just see Zuko as well, but we, we also see like behind the scenes of these guys because these guys don't seem... Well, okay, I, I don't know fully yet, but I get the feeling that they also are just very like lowly-ranked soldiers. Um, I don't really get that often in the series. Yeah, I mean, they're the crew of a banished prince, so I imagine they're like, yeah, the, the B-team of the B-team. Uh, 
the Z uh, team, the, the Z team, you mean? Yeah, exactly. So like, oh god. <laughs> so not even that. They're not even in the alphabet. They're in somebody else's alphabet. They're in Pig Latin. Oh um, boy, Pig Latin alphabet. There, right? So it's just like that'd be interesting to know. But yeah, they. So we finally kind of address the fact that Zuko and we 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 see that. Oh, we don't even get a line. We don't even get the line from this. Like, I guess I don't want to say second command, but he seems like he would be the second command. Uh, of the ship maybe the helmsman i don't know the quartermaster i i have no idea actually who's is i guess zuko's captain of the ship right so then who's the helmsman and who's the quartermaster that's my question yeah those are details they don't bother uh getting into too much but dang it like there's all this like all these there's, there's all these like you know visual guides for star wars in those in those like big visual books but they don't have one for zuko's ship why don't i get this i need i need a detailed one as well for oppa's biology give me that why not Come on, Nickelodeon or Paramount, show up the cash. I'm glad we don't. But, <laughs> but yes, we cut away from them pretty quick and head over to the market where um, I guess they're picking up some more food, Team Avatar. And um, I like the the shot of uh, Sokka like checking his pockets like, oh, we're out of money. Yep. He needs to check his pockets to prove it. <laughs> like, come on. You already knew he was Did you broke. have you ever bought watermelon before where it swishes around? Nope. Never. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I meant to look up if that was true or not, but like um yeah, I never did. So who knows? Maybe I'll remember that and look it up. Who knows? But anyway, yeah, so they're just like they're they're kind of mom say plum out of cash, but they're like, Yeah, we need we we're hungry, we're starving, we need food. Uh but to do that we need money. Uh so if only we had uh, a job of some sort, we could do some errands, um, odd jobs to, to make some earnings. And faster than you could say, okay, I, made, I think I said this last time as well, and I didn't have anything for that. Uh, faster than you could say, the Roadrunner got caught by the Coyote. Um, there's, uh, there's a local couple, there, there's, there's a couple that just happened to walk by. I guess the DM was happy that night or was giving them a, a free one. <laughs> just like, here's a random encounter. Go make of it. What you will. Yeah. And the fisherman and his, his partner or whatever wife having a little bit of disagreements over the, uh, the, the quality of the weather out there, out yep. there. So she decides, Hey, you, you want to go out there yourself and like kill yourself? Sure. Go ahead. But I'm not participating. Oh Yeah. Uh, also, for for those who can't, no, well, who those who are listening who didn't see the episode, it's a completely clear sky, like just <laughs> just complete, not a clouded at all. Hey, you know um, she's got those; her legs are starting to ache. You know, it's that kind of thing. That actually is a legit thing. Um, oh, my ankles are swelling. The my my friend uh, at the gym, she has her. She had like surgery with her knees. I forget what it was, Ooh. but like ever since then, her it's almost like you can kind of like with, with your sense of touch you could sort of she couldn't tell like the the pressure change and or like a uh, change in the temperature uh in the air when it's coming around so like maybe not say so much say like a storm's coming but you can at least tell like when the season's starting to get colder yeah brianna has that too with her uh her head problems oh, it man. always gets worse whenever the pressure changes yeah there you go yeah so um, yeah, we all have, it's, it's all possible. And I think turtles are also known for that. They have like <laughs> sort of either a sensor part of their anatomy allows them to like, kind of, I, I think it's turtles probably like completely wrong on that, but I know there's a species out there that knows like, okay, there's a storm approaching or there's weather patterns that are about to happen. 
Maybe birds as well. Who knows? No, but either way, Sokka raises up his hand. He's like, hey, I'll be, I'm happy to risk my life for, you know, a couple coins. Well, so. <laughs> that and the fact that, you know, the fisherman was like, you know, whoever, whoever I, I get as a hired help will, uh, I'll pay his double. And, and, and Sokka's just like, oh yeah, you're going to pay me double, right? Who told you that nonsense? Yep. Yeah. Not the, not the brightest bulb and not the nicest bulb as well. Agreed. That old grandpa. Yeah, then we head back over to Zuko's ship, and yeah, definitely things are, you know, getting more intense. Uh, the guy's getting a little bit more snippy, a little bit more like, hey, you know, like, well, why are we following this nonsense at this point? Like, we're never going to find this avatar, and you're kind of mistreating us, and Zuko's not having any of it. Yeah, before, it was just he had been walking by, and it was just Zuko and Uncle Iroh out on deck. And then he just walked by. Now he's got, I guess, I'm, I'm pretty sure he got a bunch of the crew out there. Okay, when I say a bunch, it was at least like four of them. But he got a bunch of them to kind of witness what he's saying. Also to yep. prove to a point like, yeah, the storm's actually coming. Uh, looks like your uncle was right after all. Um, and yeah, certainly like, you know, tensions are, are about to rise. As the storm is approaching, yes, the, uh, the 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 fire is starting to brew between these two, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Zuko refuses to tolerate, especially when it comes to respect. Yeah, tolerate any sort of insubordinance. It's my way or the highway. That old uh, fun yep. personality type. Uh, it's almost like they challenge each other to an Agni Kai. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, it, it started to brew. There was a little bit of a mutiny kicking in, no doubt. Well, yeah, that, I feel like a duel. I don't know about mutiny. The whole crew would have to mutiny instead of like. Well, certainly on that guy's part, a little mutiny. He's like, I know how to lead this ship better than you do, you little punk. What do you mean you don't need help, Zuko? Like, you can't pilot a ship yourself, despite what the last Jedi states. But whatever, that's that's, that's a fantasy movie. Well, wait, this is a fantasy series as well. Zuko's got his emotional problems. You know, he's not thinking straight, really. But yeah, very set right now. But after that, uh, after Iroh kind of stills the the conflict for the moment, we got back over to Avatar and and Katar- <laughs> back over to Avatar. <laughs> back over to back Aang. over to the Avatar, who is Aang. Um, I guess actually to to justify Zuko's behavior, maybe he's still missed about what happened at uh at um uh, uh the 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 fire sh- uh, uh temple yeah could be could be he's had a lot of failures or the fact that he lost his dinghy as well in the waterbending scroll oh it's been failure after failure at this point so yeah he's choked. yeah it's not going well and uh he's not doing an exactly good job of raising crew morale let's put it that way he's <laughs> he's got a low on crew morale so he's gonna have to like improve that or whatnot um speaking morale there's uh the fisherman notices something about ang um, the fact that he's, you know, he's got that little hat of his on and he kind of hides his tattoos, right? Yep. And it's just like, wait a minute, you're, you got tattoos. I think I know something about that. You're the avatar. Cause you, those are airbending tattoos and I've not really seen any other tattoos around somebody else like that. And so he's like, yeah. And first thing seems like, Oh, I don't know what's going on here. Avatar. Oh, this is really good. And then he's like, you stink. Oh, okay. Like you mean my pit pits or what? <laughs> No, you stink. Yeah, he's just an old grump. And he's probably smelling his own breath. His nasty oh, God, yeah. Even mustache then. breath. He, uh, as Rafiki once said, you turned your back on the world. <laughs> <laughs> 
Except that was a different story because Rafiki was making was 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 leading into something there. Whereas like this guy is clearly not having it. He is putting on the angst on Aang of just like, dude, hundred years ago, look what you've done. Like you've you've not been here. You've basically caused this. That is uh well wait you know I don't know I I I don't know any of this I I don't I don't know any of this maybe he's right maybe Ang did cause this well no matter no matter what uh, Ang just doesn't want to take it anymore and just decides hey I'm getting out of here kind of like me with certain conflicts I'm just like yeah peace I'm out of here I don't need to I don't need to be around conflicts like this even though Katara is like standing up for him doing a really good job and then Ang just like I'm out of here peace. Yeah, and Katara's like, oh crap, I guess I gotta chase after him. So she hops on old Appa. Yeah. And yip yips away. Not before maybe, I don't know, say like giving come up into that guy by splashing him. Fair enough. <laughs> and then goes into the whole bit of like, you know, your friends, your friends aren't very nice. It's like, I know, right? Like there's this one time, yeah, you keep moving, keep working. Yeah, and then we see the storm's already kicking in. It's getting pretty rainy, pretty intense. But even though, you know, it's hard to see, Katara still finds Aang kind of hiding away in some little cave somewhere. She rolled a really good search. That's all I'm going to say. Probably a nat 20 on that one. Hey, she raised her hand above her eyes and there you go. <laughs> Actually, she probably bent the water around her. I don't know if she was oh. that skilled enough at all, but like, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, it's just water, right? And then, then we get a little bit of a nice kind of tender scene between the two of them. And, and Appa as well kind of comes in like, hey, I'm here for you too, buddy. And Momo, just because they have to get out of the rain, since it's uh, you know, he's he's a big old wet mop. I wonder if I wonder if Guitar can take some of the uh, the water off of their um, their being in a way. If that makes any sense, hmm. where she like gently takes like the surface level amounts of water that's not like you know natural water that's on your skin but like you know the the, the, the excessive water from like a rainstorm where like if she should like for instance if she showered or bathed or whatnot could she just like take all the water off of herself i guess that makes sense right yeah i, I think so it, she would she wouldn't have to worry about drying her hair or letting her hair dry naturally i mean she might have her hair dry naturally but just like she just like take as much of the water out as she wanted to and then let the rest dry out and it'd be like just damp yeah that's kind of cool Anyways, I yeah, but, in, but instead of doing that, she gets a little fire going to help dry off. Wait, she's a firebender now? What the hey? Yeah, and they start uh, they start having a little chat and Hang reminisces about his days before he found out that he was the Avatar. Yes, and we flash back one hundred years ago. Um, probably a few weeks ago for Aang, if you think about it. If you again look at this, yeah, that's weird the, to think. That's the, so weird. <laughs> that's literally what I was thinking about when I was watching this episode. I'm like, this is if you went back to episode. So if you watch this, then went back to episode one. This is almost like a. This is this is like he's only been around for like a week, not a week. Excuse me, like maybe two months at the most. Mm. Uh, whatever it was, okay, maybe month. Whatever it was now. Yeah, and we see him. We see him playing with the group, and he he seems to get along with everyone pretty well. We return back to the Southern Air Temple, by the way. Welcome back, everybody, and it's uh, it's prime heyday as well. Yeah, and he he's definitely more advanced than the other kids there, but they still don't. Maybe they view him as like a little bit of like an elder figure, just in terms of like his advancement. But yeah, he's like the um, what well, he's he's the alpha male almost. Not not really. 
Yeah, but not in a, they, they're just like, he's the one that the kids look up to. Like, hey, Aang, let's do this stuff. Show us yeah. your fun tricks. And because he, again, has those those Master Airbender tattoos there. Uh, because exactly. he invented the Air Scooter. That's uh, that's how he got his marks there. Because he invented it. Apparently, evidently, in Airbending culture, if you can create a brand new move, which I think makes sense according to Kung Fu laws. I'm probably wrong on that. Um you attain the right of master, but that's that's fascinating. But of course, there's the question of well, like, we'll, we'll see that in a second of uh, of of how uh, w- within his nature of of how he's able to do that. Um, yes, because a bunch of old creeps show up. It's the the guardians. Old creeps? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> They're short, little, little glowing, like green-looking men. Uh, okay, nice. okay. There are nothing like the Guardians of the Universe. Relax. <laughs> I mean, one of them's voiced by James Hong for Pitt's sakes. Like, uh, he is he is above the the Guardians of the Universe. That's actually that'd be kind of cool if he was voice he voiced one of them. That's the pretty that'd be pretty awesome. No, it's a, it's actually uh, Monkey Atsu and his little troop of Airbending Masters, and they want to they want to talk to Ang just on his own, and Ang doesn't look too happy about it. Oh, he's just, I think he's, he doesn't know what's going on there. He's just like, oh, okay. I mean, let's, let's, let's. Yeah, let's, looks a little scared. Let's go with this. Uh, I don't see why not. Yeah, and they, they break the news pretty, pretty just clear. We're like, hey, we've known you the Avatar for a while now. And, uh, you know. Oh, let's see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the episode live. I know what I mean. How, how do they figure out that he's the Avatar? That's my question, sir. The idea on everybody's mind. Yeah, they break out a series of toys that he used to play with when he was a little kid, and um, they say that they're all items from his past life. Like, I haven't watched this in a little while either. It's been like maybe like two weeks since I watched it. Three weeks. Well, I I know the answer. I just was asking if you if you knew at all. The origin behind this part of the past life having choosing the movie went into this uh, choosing like thousands of toys and he picked the four that either were the same or similar to what past avatars had chosen in their past life now i don't know if that's the same way with each like if it's a waterbender avatar or water tribe avatar an earth kingdom avatar or a fire nation avatar but this is the way the monks do it in the air nomad culture but the whole basis around with this at least is how the uh dalai lama is chosen uh, apparently oh if i'm right on that part i think i'm if if what my research was stated to be that the that that is the idea where like no i feel like i'm wrong on that i don't i don't want to like screw up uh buddha's uh buddha's culture but like fairly certain something similar to that is is how dalai lama is chosen Golly, I wish I could meet the Dalai Lama one day. That'd be he'd be a dope dude to talk to. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know anything about the the toy thing you're saying with him. That's that's news to me. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's spoilers. Who knows? But I'm pretty sure that's like stated in universe and or like okay, if it's extra canonical stuff, I'm still treating it as that. That's fine. Like that that should be in there. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, but but by the way, I'll just say I do actually quite like the the setting of this the the art with like the um. Like kind of the growth coming in from the ceiling and just the way that they're the oh, umbrella it's and so stuff. wonderful. The again the filter as well, like the flashback filter that we use for the this whole episode is just amazing. Yep. 
Yeah, and Aang very, very quickly, immediately once hearing his news about being the Avatar, does not look very happy about it. No, almost like he wished he hadn't heard this news at all. Um, yeah. You ain't going to the prom, kid. You're going to be the Avatar. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the burden. Okay. Burden's immediately clear. All of a sudden, the backpack coming up, and they're they're talking about how there's there's a, there's a storm on the horizon that's uh, not looking too good. And speaking of burdens and storms, we cut back to uh, the hull of provoking. Yeah, the interior kind of crew quarters of Zuko's ship, the uh, the Avatar killer. Uh, I don't know if it's the. I guess so. I feel like it's the boiler room, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't really see a boiler necessarily, but there's boilers right there. I'm yeah, that, I'm that's true. Right yeah, you're right. I guess they're hiding out down there. It's just you know the 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 the, the, the they're having a tailgate meeting as they as as we say in in our crew, uh, a sharing of grievances. Yeah, they're 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 talking around the campfire, literally. Yeah, <sighs> you seen that Prince Zuko? What a spoiled brat! If I had a dollar for every time he wanted to chase the Avatar down, I'd still not be rich. But I'd flick that dollar in his eye, the good eye, the one that still works. <laughs> I have no idea if he's like half blind or not. So that'd be dope if he was. But yeah, and, and unfortunately for them, Iroh comes in to spoil their grumblings, and he's like, "Hey, you know, Prince Zuko, man, this guy's—he's just misunderstood." Yeah, he he literally comes in and says, "Like, all right, hold on, your rant here. Like, you gotta listen to something. Let, let me, you're you're misunderstood. Every <laughs> he's completely misunderstood." Yeah, and I really appreciate this part of the episode. I really like kind of looking back at the the Zuko before he was kind of turned into what he became. Well, this is also like cementing the fact that this is a character in the entire show. Like this, like you're you're right in that, like in the in the past episodes, you've been right in that this is a character that we're going to see constantly, and and especially with this drive. But like this, I think here is the moment that cements Zuko as like a main character in the show. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I feel like there was one before this that I felt kind of cemented it, but I can't remember which one now. Maybe you're right on that part, and I'm just like repeating myself. Yeah, I don't know if it was like the waterbending scroll. Oh, but was it probably because of uh, going back for his uncle in um, uh, the spirit world? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember anymore. It's been a while since we started this show. It's been quite a while. It's been almost a year. Yep. Oh, but yeah, this def- this is definitely one of the ones where we really delve into his past more, and it's nice that they paired up with Aang the same time yes it's almost like mirroring them yeah no no, no. it's almost like there's a dichotomy between the two a dyad if you if you will Mm -hmm. yeah which maybe we'll return to in uh some episodes to come Uh, who knows uh... i i don't know where this goes we just all we know here is that zuko wants to get into the uh fire room so let's see he's what was it he's he's been on the seas for what two years they said so this is I forgot the age that he's supposed to be. I think he's 16. So this is him at 14, potentially. Mm. So slightly older than Katara and Sokka. Maybe even just slightly. Yeah, yeah I think they're two years apart. And he, he wants access to the war room. To, you know, he wants to be the prince. Um, well, he, he, sorry, he wants to be the prince. He, he wants to uh, be uh, amongst all the generals and, and be in talks with, like, you know, what's going on with the war efforts because he is... Again, a most honorable man. He wants to uh, very much kind of be at the side of his his father. Yeah, he wants to learn his his trade. I mean, if this is the kingdom he's going to rule one day, he needs to be 
you know, they're learning the ropes because you, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, someone could, some rebels could show up and kill the Fire Lord. Yep. So there, there could be some uh, mutiny within the Fire Nation itself and have like, you know, uh, anti uh, Ozai sympathizers uh, kill him. Who, who knows? Yeah, something, something could go awry. Yeah. And lucky Uncle Iroh's there for a, a sympathetic year and he says, okay, you know, if this. If that's what you want, you have to co- go in, but you have to be nice and quiet and just kind of sit and observe, not interrupt. Especially because the Fire Lord's a big jerk. So <laughs> yes, observe and report. Well, I mean, he doesn't just say that. All of the all of the, all of the generals are just old like farts, and they're they're old flea bags basically. Like they, you know, they're they're hot air, as, as they say. Yeah, and the hottest of the air is that old Fire Lord, if you ask me. But yeah, no, the one who's uh, initially talking about how you know the, the, the plans of I think it was Bossing Say or part of the Earth Kingdom though uh, is you know we move this one battalion over here, um, and the other there's this other general counters like that's impossible. These guys are brand new troops. Like they're not gonna they're gonna win the, this battalion against these guys. And the other guys exactly because we will then use them as diversion, where our elite troops or our better troops will come in around sneaking like and uh, take the uh, uh, whatever it's called the target. Yep. And upon hearing this, Suko is furious. As furious as literally. Uh, the, I think the fan, the fire represented behind him or the, the fire behind him represents what his uh, emotions are right now. He is just not having it because he thinks this is a dishonorable move. Uh, not to the fire, not to the earth kingdom, of course, but to uh, their own soldiers, since they would basically be uh, decoys, sitting ducks, proxies, uh, prize, whatever you want to call them. Oops. I skipped. I got a little bit ahead. I started getting distracted watching it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. The animation is just so great in this one. It just kind oh, of pulls me Oh, it's so great. I, I, I think, I'm pretty sure it's JM animation, but uh, we'll, we'll see that in a second. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just quickly comment. I love all this stuff in like the Fire Lord's inner chamber here. Yeah, first time seeing it, by the way. Completely forgot to mention that. First time we're seeing uh, the Fire Lord's chamber. Yeah, we get these like huge beams and everything's surrounded by fire. It's got like a red tint to it. All this stuff is excellent. Got a big freaking dragon mural in the background. It's amazing. Yeah, beautiful beautiful but as we see uh iroh telling them the story we cut back to zuko or (laughs) we cut back to ang katara and they're also sharing a little bit of stories here yeah we uh, i like how we transition we go from like uh, we go from what is it we go from we go we go from the flashback zuko's flashback to iroh uh, in the boiler room with the buds um the crew and then we use the fire as a transitioning point. So we yep. go from, we from that fireplace to Aang and Katara's fireplace. And we continue on with what Aang was going on with uh, about. So this is maybe a day or two. I don't know. <laughs> maybe a few hours. I have no idea. After being told he's the avatar. And I'd say maybe a few days after, because all of his peers have gotten the hang of the air scooter that he uh, has, has uh, made up yep and he's really he's really excited it's like oh finally like this is great everybody's like mastered this move or at least have gotten a hang of this move let's all like you know finally uh play with this move pardon me let's have fun with this move and he's as he like you know does his thing they all dissipate their own error scooters and well take it away sir yeah things have changed for for poor ang now, like before they saw him like as a, kind of an elder elder peer, 
now he's just like kind of too far above them and they're kind of like well i mean maybe you should be doing something more important than hanging out with us kind not of even just that but like the fact that he is now the avatar is like unfair because it's like well you have we we know stories of the avatar and what they can do so like how is this fair and he's like yeah, they even let the uh the old crappy uh airbender kid the kind of nerd kid the me kid the asthmatic <laughs> loser in the corner <laughs> that's like actually i feel really bad for this character i don't know why i forget his yeah me too <laughs> i forget his name he's kind of like the pig pen of the uh of the group <laughs> Heck, he even looks like or me when I was a little kid. Yeah, if that's a if that's like a he's on the he's special needs or something like that. That's I don't know. That's yeah, you know, I think that is what they're doing. Yeah, now I think about it. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's I gotta I gotta say something about that. That's a little like yeah, like okay, okay, yeah. So he was born with one. I'll say if that's if that's the case, they like there's if that character legit exists and wasn't for a joke, um. One that says that you know, autism or something like that exists in this world, which I'm I'm happy for, um, but like, really, if that's the case, and they use him as a joke, um, I'm still happy that he's he's there in a way. But man, that was still kind of just unfortunate. Yeah, a little bit of a sign of the times. Yeah, a sign of the times, and yeah, I don't know. I wish I I. I, I... <laughs> Where's my? There's probably fan fiction of him written anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Let the fans fix that stuff. Yeah, definitely could have been handled better, no doubt. Especially for a kids show, where you want to be a little more inclusive. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, like just because he's dirt. Like uh, we don't know what his airbending's like. We don't. We obviously we know nothing about him other than his appearance. But ju- isn't the show talking about like don't judge a person by its their their appearance or by their culture in a way, especially with Jet? Like, what the hell is this about? Yeah, at first I thought maybe he was just like a like a nerdy like a pig pen character, like he's all dirty or something. Yeah, but yeah, the way they played at the end there, it seemed like yeah, maybe they were going for something else. Yeah, especially with his vocal performance as well. Like pig pen, uh, other than like the obvious joke of him always being dirty. Yeah, um, he's never maybe maybe he's a little more simple minded in like the Peanuts gang, but he's never like looked down upon as being like dumb or stupid as far as i'm aware yeah more simple no doubt he's just like like kind of like a not super like smart but not like learning disability he's just like he enjoys the simple things in life yeah whereas you know this kid they clearly like make him out to look like uh the dumb runt of the group and it's like okay that's um yeah that's too bad why couldn't why couldn't he have been avatar i'm just kidding (laughs) that'd be cool if he was or not but like yeah, it's still, I'm I'm glad the monks accepted him as well. That's the night. I mean, is he? Well, I mean, he's there. I mean, maybe he was transferred from another one. Yeah, apparently, his peers weren't. They were like, "Oh, we're gonna exclude you as long as Aang's here." But oh, I guess now we have to accept you. That's kind of rude. Yeah, that's something else. Another thing you don't see in this, which I wish we did see. Um, I mean, they're they're totally separated, but like, we don't see any girls. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess the order of the airbender, whatever this is, has to uh, have to be uh, males. The air nomads. Air nomads. Yeah. I think it's similar to. I don't it's know if this is right. Monks. <laughs> air monks. I mean, they are monks after all. But uh, I think it's similar to actual. Mon- okay, you got to be careful with I say this, but um, it's probably different with with certain religious sects, not Buddhist nor Christian, just like certain religious sects in the world and faiths where um they'll have 
all the men in one area and they'll have like the women in another. So I feel like there probably are women in the Southern air temple, but they just don't, we just don't see them. They're just in like another area there. Yeah. Perhaps it's separate education. Yeah. Not distractions of the opposite sex. Yeah. They only like bring them out when it's like, you know, they're of age, as they say. Hey, is this, uh, is this, uh, heteronormative you know what if they're attracted to guys you know maybe they could be a distraction too i mean you know i i highly doubt that uh, it's possible it's highly possible that like there's a bunch of like on both sides um a bunch of them are all falling in love with each other who knows that's that leave it for the fanfic Uh, that's fan fiction and also i'm talking about 12 year olds that's disgusting well you know young love i i certainly had uh, kids that i was that i had a big crush on when i was that no that's fair yeah it's so ang you know, he, he feels just kind of uh, not included with his regular group peers. So he starts just hanging out with Monk Gyatsu, which I guess is kind of the, the setting up the kind of relationship that we were exploring earlier in the season. Yes, that is correct. We uh, he talked very good, uh, had very high respects for Monk Gyatso. Um, here we see them playing Paisho, uh, the game that Uncle Ira would be playing. I wonder if Uncle Ira was born yet at this point. I don't think so. No, he wasn't. Never mind. Yeah, no. that's, that's, what am I talking about? That's impossible. No, that's, that's not how it works. Um, but besides just respect, he also talked about him as like a fond friend. And we see right here, Monkey Atsu's kind of young spirit, which I always love. Monkey Atsu's so fun. I love how he cheats. <laughs> <laughs> well, he obviously cheats. It's even like, it's not even, it's, <laughs> it's not underhanded. He literally like is the, is the playful kind of cheater um, where it's so obvious. It's just like, you can't get angry at him. Like, oh no, I'm going to lose. I better just, you know, like flip the board over. And he's not thing. even loophole abusing or being a, a sore loser about it. He's just, uh, well, we don't even know if he was losing or what. He's like, interesting move right there. And then he's just like, I'm going to mess around and be, <laughs> be fun with it. And he's just like, ah, it's kind of, See, if I was like an uncle to somebody, I would love to be like that kind of guy. Like, I, w- I would love to be a monkey atsu. You know, that, those kind of scenes super, like, warm my heart. I just, I love seeing stuff with monkey atsu. So fun. Yeah, and, um, you know, Aang's ha- enjoying himself as well. He seems to be, his, his spirit seemed to be lifted, which is uh, very nice, of course. But Yeah, then grumpy pants. Unfortunately, one of the, um, I think it's, yeah, James Hong's character, he comes in. Uh, and is just like avatar we need you uh well not we need you but it's time for some training and gatso pulls the uh he is my i'm his guardian card and he will not be training today and he's just very like ecstatic he's just like yes i don't have to do this this is great so in in a way he was gatsu was yeah, like protecting responsible him. as well yeah he, what i mean is he's responsible for ang also not going towards the avatar um uh uh what, what is it not, not destiny but like uh he he was he kind of positively reinforced the fact that he to not go into the avatar so much if that makes sense or follow the avatar tradition yeah and i mean if you think about it this was a time of peace so it's like hey you know, there's no need to rush into your responsibilities yet it's... Uh, well peace yes but there was trouble a brewing and there again there was a storm approaching provoking yeah, certainly brewing but yeah. it wasn't it hadn't uh, ignited yet no not not yet immediately uh, unfortunately which is quite soon know, though we'll we'll probably Sadly. find out later on as well i mean well we, we know the genocide was ha- happening for pit's sakes but we don't know when but yeah the genocide hadn't happened at that point yet yeah so 
But yeah, the the Gyatso really did kind of give Aang those apprehensions of following uh, or becoming the Avatar, basically. So people would be like, oh, well, he's he's wrong for that. Well, maybe he could sense it. Because like we said, Aang, immediately after hearing the news, was disheartened. So maybe maybe Monkey Yatsu realized that he needed to kind of... Um, I was going to say groom, but that's kind of got a negative connotation. Not so much groom, but... Um, let's see. Uh, damage control, maybe is the word. Uh, somehow, somehow to bring yeah. Aang's mental level back to... I mean, all of a sudden, you're a 12-year-old boy you have you you have to save the world go and you have these ancient powers that not all of us understand and you have to save the world because there's a storm approaching yeah kind of kind of lightly help him come to terms with it and come to kind of accept it kind of thing giving him giving him some space to grapple with it before he really has to embrace it yeah no he's 12 years old he's a preteen he's not like a teenager yet like you they there's a reason they tell uh, avatars uh they're an avatar at 16 uh because they've at least matured enough i mean there's still probably a lot of maturity there that needs to happen but they it's the time when puberty is kind of ending at that point and they, they their their mentality is starting to be shaped into an adult so it's like and then they can begin their training of that stuff so it's like uh, it, it makes sense if that may, if, if if i come across it that way yep makes makes sense and you know we, we we leave there and exit the flashback from ang go back to the cave and then transition from again with the fire i wish we went into the fire that'd be kind of cool if we went into the fire and then all of a sudden like we come back out and it's in the boiler room that'd be kind of cool yeah that would have been cool and we get continuation of iroh's story about zuko yeah zuko i guess he because I, I kind of missed this career talking over it but I guess he didn't agree with some of the plans that the generals had going on. He had spoken out. Yes, as I had mentioned earlier. Yeah, what, what was the plan again? Give me a little... Uh... plan was basically... Yeah, it's, it's okay. Uh, so the plan was basically that uh, a bunch of the generals were going to use brand new troops, brand new, like, fresh foot soldiers to distract a elite battalion of earthbenders. And then they were going to bring in their other firebenders around to take the point. Uh, if that makes sense. But the foot soldiers, the new foot soldiers would be slaughtered because, you know, it's elite foot soldiers against brand new trainees. Yeah, and Zuko, I guess, wasn't a fan of this one. So Because he was like, these are Fire Nation troops. Why would you do that? That's dishonorable. You can't do that. Like, they're your own countrymen. And very, 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 like, honorable. A very honorable man. So the only solution is another honorable kind of battle. Some Agnikai action. Yes, because unfortunately, um, I believe the Fire Lord himself said this was an act of disrespect. Yep. We would need a... Yeah, instead of, the, instead of the old general, Zuko had to deal with his own father. It's, yeah, and it's the, the build-up to this, is, as I was describing it, is just, it's just fantastic. We transition away from the scene. It's away from the... Uh, we're out of the... Um, what is it? We're out of the uh the the fire rooms or the fire lord's throne room excuse me and we go into a courtroom it looks like not courtroom sorry and uh dang it, i had the, we, we, we go out into like a little court uh, courtroom goof. courtyard uh, courtyard courtyard yeah that's what it is yeah courtyard thank you a courtyard 
uh, probably a ceremonial place where probably like, you know, official air quote, <laughs> official Agni Kais happen. We have the other like mid tier. Like here's the here's like the 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 noble uh, uh, Agni Kais. Here's like the noble or the here's the commoner Agni Kais. Here's like the Lord Agni Kais. And there's like the there's a mud pit for where like, you know, serfs can like Agni Kai. I don't know. I'm just going <laughs> to joke with that. But I got to say one point, I I just realized right now looking at Zuko, um, he's got armbands on his biceps right there. That I could be wrong on that, but that might be something similar to what the uh, Muay Thais uh, use when it comes to like ranks Hmm. where they have armbands instead of like a traditional belt, they'll have armbands instead, which is potentially what our gym might do soon, which I wouldn't mind. So like the belt though, it's just very comfortable, but uh yeah the armbands are kind of cool i just i didn't realize that kind of whole thing there um so yeah anyway he he takes off his little i'll say gown but he throws off his it's not a towel but it's 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 i don't even know what you call it (laughs) but as it's uh as he's throwing it down throwing his uh little shirt down uh he turns and he sees that it's not the general that he is gonna fight but as you said yes it is his father whom he yep. had disrespected. Yeah, and he looks terrified. He does he not look not look happy. Scared beyond comprehension and perhaps even like, oh crap. <laughs> Just like, uh oh, I'm fighting my dad. That's not good. And maybe there's there's some uh there's some anonymity between the two of them. I have no idea. Maybe there's uh, b- b- before this, perhaps. I, I don't know. I I I don't know. I all we know is what's happening right now. I'm just going by the look of his face. Yeah, before we see how that fight turns out, we cut back to uh, Aang and Monkey Atsu and Monk Grumpatsu or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks, his face looks like a turnip. And he's like, you can't keep protecting that kid. He's got to face his destiny as the Avatar. And <laughs> he's just going off like a grumpy old butt. Bring it out, but but grumpy old butt, yes, but also bring up good reasons, unfortunately. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe not good reasons, but desperate. You got to think about the poor avatar. You know, he should have some some right to live his own life. That's the thing. And the, both of them, like all three of them, I don't think are in the wrong. It's just like, I mean, they're talking about Aang, but it's just like, yeah, do we let this kid, it's, it's the classic example of like, do we let this kid, um live his life and then become the avatar or do we like immediately make him a child soldier yep and unfortunately the uh, i guess the high council of the the monks or whatever decides hey or i guess high leader or whatever it's like well monkey atsu you know you're shielding this kid a little bit too much we got to send him away was it to the eastern air to temple the eastern I... air temple uh, and he's not like a he's not a dunce about it. he's not a goof about it he's just like no i, I don't even see like i see some like it's not an easy decision to make, but he's just like, yeah, I have no choice. Uh, these are desperate times. Locos desperatus, as they say. And yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, Aang happened to be listening to that and he's got kind of a comical face for, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I see a blank face when I see that, but that's just me. I thought it was a little funny looking. I guess it maybe was. it was the zoom. Yeah. Zoom in on him up there. So one thing I want to ask, um, I gotta. It, it's it's this culture, so like I can't like you know. But I always wondered who Ang's parents were. I think they. Yeah, I guess I guess we don't know. They yeah. they took him. I guess like a Jedi thing. 
Well, but the thing is, is that all, maybe spoilers, I don't know, but all airbenders are born as, or all air nomads, excuse me, are born as nomads, or as airbenders, excuse me. So his, both his parents were uh, airbenders. Who's to say that he didn't have siblings? That's the thing, isn't it? Maybe they were in a different temple. Maybe they were in like the Northern Temple or this, the, the Western Temple. Um, who's to say he didn't have a sister or a brother? That'd be interesting. Again, I feel like yeah. fiction writers have already done that. Hey, maybe the comics. Maybe we'll read the comics and we'll <laughs> find be, out. I, I kind of wish they did, but... We'll find out before we do Korra. That's, that's a shame, why. though. That's a dang <laughs> shame. I just always... Maybe that's just me being like a kid and just like, okay, I respect that the fact that he has this, this parental figure. Um, it's... it's par- There's parallels to Harry Potter as well. Just the fact, like, you know, he's got no parents and now he's on his own, really. But he has Monkey Yatso. Uh, and Harry and, could have had Sirius Black until or the Phoenix, but you know. And like Harry, we we cut back to him and Katara, and he's not kind of reliving his traumas as he's not doing so well, and he's getting real frustrated with the fact that he has to live this existence and what happened to him. So that's sad to see. Yeah, he's literally fanning the flames even more with the uh, it almost goes in the Avatar state again. Yep. It's nice that he, that he even apologizes for his kind of outburst, but yeah. he's still real sad. Oh, he's well, he's also furious of just like why the monks would do that to him. Like he actually shows anger and, and resentment, which is understand. I want to say understand. Well, yeah, no, understandable because, you know, he doesn't Completely. want to be treated as like a tool or an object. Yeah, he really he's was a person and he was and he feels uh, betrayed uh, that, you know, these people who he saw as respectable figures of authority, um, not Yatsu, of course, but just like these these men he had the highest respect for all of a sudden would kind of do this to him. And again, you know, he's yeah, he's a kid. Betrayed him. And and even Gyatsu feels like he was that he was betrayed and he's like, hey, I'm not gonna let them do this to you. He comes to try to find Aang. Yep. But it's too late. Aang had already taken off. Yeah, and Katara was asking what, you know, like uh so you got sent to the Southern Air Temple, right? Uh or what sorry, Eastern Air Temple. That's not exactly what happened. Yeah, and I guess Gyatsu himself had a little bit of prescience because you know they knew that storm was coming, and it turns out that that's when Aang left during the big storm. No, was it Gyatsu who said that the storm was coming, or was it another? No, he just said he wasn't going to let them take him uh, away from him. Oh, I mean, I mean earlier when they said that there was going to be a storm. Oh, that's right, there was a storm. That's right. I can't remember if it was Gyatsu or the other lead monk. Yeah, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure that that was there somewhere. Yeah, either way, they they saw it coming, and that's I guess they saw the vision of Aang leaving. They just didn't realize what it meant. And the storm was approached. I don't think anybody actually saw Aang leaving. He used the storm itself to uh, as cover. Where he was running away from, who knows? Like that's so. Yes, Aang runs away, flies away with Appa, goes towards south i guess just can't really tell the sense of direction airbenders can't tell which way is north or not maybe it's a different no it's not it's southpaw um isn't really thinking clearly which is fine and the storm approaches and he the rhino the rhinosaurus as i mentioned earlier um gets to him and knocks him and up like clearly out of the sky in the ocean where he then uh, the Avatar state, yeah, the Avatar state uh, activates uh, to protect him, and he fr- creates a ball of water and or air around him, freezes, 
next thing he knows, wakes up uh, in the arms of, to him, an angel uh, of Katara. Flashing back to episode one. Yep. Yeah, and it's super cool seeing the uh, the Avatar state bit there, him freezing it. I think that looks super cool. It was really cool. Um, I feel like we saw that before. Might be wrong on that. Anyway, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember either. Oh wait, we might have. You know why? Because of uh, maybe because of uh, episode two, or sorry, episode three of the uh, Southern Air Temple. Uh, I'm trying to remember, but I. No way, I'm wrong on that. Never mind. hmm. But then, yeah. So we. That's the end of Aang's series of flashbacks, and you know we get Katara talking about, kind of reviewing what. Uh, has been going on mm-hmm. and uh, basically stating that Aang, it wasn't your fault. Like, yeah, and that, that people need him, that he's going to give hope to people as the avatar. That's kind of his role. So, so I don't know how reassuring that is, but <laughs> especially he's been complaining about how much, yeah, that's, if that's a tangible thing, or if that's just like the right thing to say in the moment, I'll just like you'll give people hope. Um, he certainly did like with the, uh, with the, uh, with Kyoshi Island, he gave, those people hope that's true um uh, but we also got to finish up the uh the zuko side of things so we there's back the, to the other side of course that we have to there's always another side there are always two sides as emperor palpatine once said <laughs> yeah so we see the the duel taking place speaking of emperor and immediately zuko's like i can't do this you're my dad like i i didn't mean disrespect you know i mean i of course i honor you like he's on his hands and knees pleading for mercy and um trying to and the shadow the shadow lord (laughs) because we don't see his face trying to the the dr claw you mean (laughs) um he's 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 just a big jerk uh yeah zuko's just pleading for respect and or not not respect but um to to back backtrack basically and uh, retract what he stated um trying not to you know dishonor him but Again, and, only having the, only having the what was it? What, did he, what did he say? He only had the uh, Fire Nation's best interest in mind. And he has a pretty ugly line where he's like, "You will learn respect, and suffering will be your was it teacher or guide? Yeah, suffering will be rise and fight, Prince Zuko. Suffering will be your teacher." Yeah, and we get a we get a brief shot of Iroh, um, a woman, a, a young girl that we don't know her identity yet. A but... detailed woman, by the way, a very detailed young girl. Maybe not girl, but like, you know, looks to be young girl. Teens. And then we see Zhao back there. I don't know if his mutton chops have grown. Who knows? And I feel like the. Yeah, he's he's grinning big. He's yeah, happy to he's see this. Just not as into it as the that random lady is. But and it is interesting to note that he's sitting amongst them, which is like probably the, the higher officials. Like He's only well, a commander was, at this uh, point. What was he? He wasn't an admiral by that point, but he was commander, right? Commander. Yeah. But still, he's he's connected enough that he's sitting with like the the higher up group. Yeah, no, he's certainly earned his place there. I'd say maybe I don't, who knows or like underhandedly. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, well, I think the general is back there as well. Yeah, there's a general. Yeah, I just wondered like maybe. I mean, of course he's there because you know he's a character that we know. But yeah, reading into it, it makes you wonder if, what kind of connections he has to the kind of royal side of things that he's sitting with them there. Well, I wonder if yeah. I mean, and let's not forget. Him and Zuko very clearly had a heated rivalry, like from the start. Like they had a, a long history of 
not liking each other. <laughs> and this also explains like what he why he wouldn't take him in a fight in Agni Kai, just because last time he saw him in an Agni Kai fight, he well. Mm. As Ira looked away, there was a big uh, there was a big scream and there was a bright light. And uh, afterwards, yep. Um, so you can put two and two together. Oh, but I like the scene of the the kind of um, combatant uh, crewman being like, "Oh, I I always thought it was just a training accident. Like I didn't realize, you know, how brutal, <laughs> how much of a jerk his dad was." Like, well, oh, here's man. the thing. Like, um, per- pardon me for interrupting, but like Iroh himself states that this is like it was a duel. It's almost like rumors had spread about this and it's not even it's not just a training it's just whatever it's like a noodle incidents air quotes and everybody just like oh i thought it was he got burnt by a boiler oh i thought he like you know burnt his head in like lava or something like that or i thought he got his head burnt by somebody else not his own dad yeah it makes you wonder if it was actually like royal propaganda like oh we don't want the we don't want the it people to think wrong. It has to be one hundred percent royal propaganda by this point. Yeah, that's dark because they all look super disturbed once they are like, "Wow, that's our leader who They're did that to like, his own kid." This is yeah, this is our leader, and this is the leader of the ship that we have to follow. Yeah. Also, very I I love the different character designs of these uh these crewmen. It's it's great. Like no yeah, no, like no two too. of them are the are the same. Um, this is what I mean by like good character uh, designs. And I like the realization that that's that's why he needs to catch the avatar. It's not just some like ego thing. It's like a genuine. I'm trying to earn back my place. So that's why he's obsessed. Yes, there is a method to the madness, as they say, and there is a reason why he is so fixated on trying to find the avatar. And I really think that the direction, like they really focus on the weight of all this stuff. Like it's like, it's a really well-written, well-written episode, I would say just kind of the, the way that they're mirroring and the way that they transition between the two. I think all that stuff works excellently, but the direction too adds the weight that you need for it to really kind of hit, hit an impact. There is, there is that too. uh, And the fact that you can write something great, you have, and then you visualize it, you have to direct it like, perfectly as well and i think laura lauren or laura uh lauren i think lauren did a fantastic job with this especially after um iroh says that he gives him hope and then we go into Mm. zuko's chamber and we just see him in that shrine with the dragon and like yeah the still images just still images this is this is like this great. is great. Yeah. This is, and then we transition from like we we see him younger than he was before in the Agni Kai duel, like the the first flashbacks, um, the first animated flashbacks, if I can say that. And before these still images, we see like him with his dad's, uh, with his father uh, having a hand around his shoulder in like some field and somewhere near like water and ocean, and a, a, a girl's there because we hear a girl's voice, and. We just see him like we see a, a, like his face there, and then it mel- melds. What's the what's this what's that shot technique calls? Where just I guess blends or me- melds into each other. Uh, I don't know morphs. Maybe I'm not sure what that is. Mm. It's not really a morph. It's a transition, really. Where yeah. um, we just see like younger Zuko, then we see older Zuko, 
and we we remain on there for like a second before you know what next what what happens next but holy smokes like that's that deserves a, an award if you ask me like that that deserves an entire award in of itself yeah fair enough emmy where we, where we just get we go into the mindset of the man himself and really the avatar means diddly squat like it's it, it, the avatar is just a reason that's all it is like it's it, yep. it is just a um not a tool means to an end thank you very much that's the exact word a means to get what he wanted before which is respect and or admiration from his father dang goodness gracious that's all i can say yeah it's almost too bad that there's more to the episode after that because yeah then we jump back to ang and katara and that kind of silly wife shows up again well like you oh. almost pardon me for for interrupting but you almost want to like you almost want to cut you almost want like a TV commercial right there. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe that helped. Yeah. Um, but instead, before we get that, we um, we're Zuko is interrupted. Like he's his introspection is interrupted by a lightning bolt. Yep. And then yes, yeah, we transition over to uh, Angkatara, where again, the the old lady from earlier, um, the, her with, with the fisherman husband, uh, her fisherman husband, her jerk of a husband, um also found these two somehow by rolling a nat 20 i'm gonna state <laughs> yeah that's fair how yeah how did she get there super super bizarre what, what does moss Kanata say none of that matters now or that's for another time i don't even know yeah and they and she decides hey i'm gonna how'd she even climb up there it's like a mile there's high. a stairwell there, there there was a stairwell i actually noticed that when like when katara was circling uh earlier with appa i noticed there was a stairwell so even if ang got there by um by air glider uh there was still a author saving through there there was a check off stairwell yeah i forgot to mention that whoops yeah on avatar killer or avatar hunter um the storm's really starting to disrupt things and there's a crewman who's almost falling from, um, what's that, like a watchtower or something? That came the down? Crow's Nest. Crow's Nest. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Zuko climbs up and saves him, and the crew is all like, oh. Oh, it's the helmsman. Oh, that's who it is. Not the, yeah, okay, I was dumb there. I'm calling this guy the quartermaster, not the, um, you know, the guy that we see there. Um, also, oh boy, start at 1935, by the way. Um, first introduction, by the way. Um, to lightning redirection oh did we see that there oh that's yep. cool i know you didn't see it you should go back a bit but like oh it's great i know it's probably not named i shouldn't have named that but like i'm just gonna call it the, what it is it's literally he's redirecting lightning so what else what, what do you call it but yeah we see that there's more to fire than just fire let's let's put it that way mm. force uh, lightning. although unfortunately it leaves uh it doesn't leave him twitchy or or like you know with 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 electric currents like running along his hair like he's not got static on his hair but he's certainly a little singed after that <laughs> uh with uh, uncle Ira, i mean but um after that um the helmsman falls he loses his grip and then um zuko catches him he's like nice and the uh the quartermaster kind of gives him a, a look of like approval like nice yeah, and then shortly after that, they look up in the sky and they notice the Avatar flying away. Well, first there's first Aang and Katara are trying to find Sokka, and um, yeah, he, he, there, there's a bunch of like tidal waves, not tidal waves, but giant winds that are upon him, and they find them, 
And yes, there you go. Now they see the avatar. What shall we do, sir? Yeah, so then, yeah, uh, Sokka, or yeah, I guess back to Zuko. Yeah, Zuko's like, hey, you know, this things are just getting too tenuous. Like, let's get back to safety. Let's not pursue the avatar. So a nice little bit of a progression for him there. Yeah. Um, in the eyes of his crew. Yeah. I guess, yeah, he <laughs> storm around him is impossible to, you know, maneuver around. So he's like, all right, this once. Well, this second time, that's number two. First time was when I could have gone to grab you. I could have gone to capture you, but um, I had to find Uncle Iroh. The second time, we're in a storm, so could have had you. Almost got him. And Uncle Iroh's right is to go into the eye of the storm because it's the calmest place. And then, yeah, we go to Sokka. Yes, they save Sokka. I mean, things get a little bit hectic. and Yeah, what is this stuff? Freaking has to... Brigitte? Not Brigitte. Frigate or what? Yeah, and he barely saves him, gets caught. Oh yeah, by we a... see uh, a good use of uh, we, we see a good use of Aang using water bending, by the way. Yeah, we all see a good use of the, the Avatar state. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they get overwhelmed by a giant wave, and the only way to save him is for Aang to transform. Or he's not transform, but well, unfortunately, history uh, repeats itself again. Poetry it rhymes as. Uh... As a wise man once said. Yeah, and like I like I wrote in the description, yeah, it kind of realizes, oh, you know, this is the kind of stuff I need to do as the Avatar. A regular person couldn't do this. I mean, he probably could do this without the Avatar state. He could do this, like, normally, but... Yeah, I think he almost has control of it slightly in, the, in this case. And repeats what he did a hundred years prior, hundred and so years prior. And creates an air bubble around them all. And as we see, he goes underwater through the ocean. So we see us like a, the first use of a submarine, maybe. I don't know. Um, and we cut to the eye of the storm where it's very calm and the winds are dying down. I guess we're gonna have to like hug this eye of the storm for a while. Back to Zuko, I mean. And uh, he apologizes to Uncle Iroh for, I guess, his outbursts earlier in the episode. Eh? Yeah, which is nice. It's a nice little moment there. Very nice there, bud. That's uh, that's pretty good there, bud. Yeah, it's followed up with another nice little moment where as Aang is flying away on Appa, he kind of looks back and him and Zuko just kind of stare at each other. I really like that little little moment there. Again, showing the mirror between them in a way. We don't, we, we like, neither of these two characters know anything about each other, but all we know is that now we, the audience, knows out of universe that they are more connected than meets the eye. Yeah, and locked in a sort of kind of struggle between each other that, you know, they're obviously going to keep connecting. Almost like a magnet uh, connection. Yeah. Other than the fact that, yeah, he'll, I will see you again next time, Avatar. <laughs> I'll get you next time, Avatar, next time. I just like kind of the intimate moment of them looking at each other like that. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. That's what I mean. And I mean, that's... I mean, I guess we get a little bit of an extra scene after that, but I we get know. a um, we get a conclusion in a way to uh, to the fisherman, the the grumpy old fisherman, and basically that he apologizes for what he said earlier, gives Sokka fish, and then had you not been here, yeah. I uh, would have been dead. So thank you, sir, for doing that. Yeah, and it's kind of a funny little bit, but. Yeah, I mean, the really the really impactful part is him talking to Katara and being like, hey, you know, even though I kind of had a, a rough start to my Avatar career, I'm going to accept it now. So, yeah, 
I'm, uh, nice. I'm done running from the past. Again, <laughs> quoting the, uh, not maybe quoting, but certainly going to the uh, Lion King there. Of like, I'm done doing <laughs> in the past. Yeah, and of course, now that the conflict's kind of been settled, the storm stops and Aang's ready to progress forward. Yep, after uh, Appa wipes himself down. Yeah, then we get the credits. Great ep- great writing by Aaron Ehas and yep. great directions by Lauren McMullen. So. Very much so. Good job on both you guys. Thank you for another wonderful good episode. Yep. That was nice. Yeah, and I don't know if I... I feel like I've already kind of given my... It was James Hong. Sorry, I just had to... I had to really confirm that. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like anyone who's listened to this episode so far kind of knows my final thoughts. I mean, I think this is one of the best we've covered so far, so... I'm really happy with it. (laughs) Is this better than um, the Comet? Not the Comet. Sorry, not the Comet. Pardon pardon me. Um, Let me get this here up there. Avatar Roku? Avatar Roku, yes. This is better than the Avatar Roku episode. Hmm. Um. I think Avatar Roku is maybe a little bit better, but this was definitely you know a very solid second best. I mean, some like sometimes I feel like flashbacks are a lazy way of telling a story, but I I feel like it was so well done here and and kind of the the transitions were beautifully executed, so it all ended up working out well. JM animation. <laughs> And it, yeah, sorry, I mentioned. I'm sorry, I mentioned that it was JM Animation, by the way. Oh sure, yeah. Continue on, please. No, I think that's all I got to say for my my final thoughts. This was definitely an absolutely great episode. Yeah, no. Um, flashbacks, I've I've learned um, in the writing world are a crutch, and you should never use them unless you absolutely have to. And this episode did them perfectly, I'd say. Um, this is, you could consider this a, a, a filler episode, I'd say, but this is probably the perfect way of doing a filler episode because it's a little more introspective and you get to learn stuff about the characters, um, without having much action in it, uh, or driving the plot forward in a way. Um, and you're also world building as well. This did a very good job of world building. This episode did. Because yep. we, instead of making this Fire Lord a menace, we actually show him, part of him, um, hear his voice and see what he's done, at least to one character, uh, and what it means to this character. Like, this is the man that Aang has to fight at the end of the summer before Sozin's Comet comes by. Like, yeah, this is this was an incredible episode. This is probably on par with uh, maybe slightly below, but on par with uh, winter solstice part two avatar Roku. Yeah, definitely, definitely on par. I would say. So nothing but good things from this one, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, those in between uh, gratefully enjoyed this one. Yep. Um, yeah. I guess some of you all just like skip some of the episodes just from like avatar Roku to this instead. Forget all those other ones, even though, I'd say the water running scroll is important. Um, Jet also, but obviously it's great dividing. You can just like, you know, skip it if you want to. This one's really necessary. This one is certainly necessary to understand Aang and Zuko, especially I'd say. Oh, but yeah, I guess catch us next time. We're going to be doing the blue spirit and we're very much looking forward to that one. 
I'll just say spoilers. This was a perfectly placed episode before the Blue Spirit. Yes, agreed. The Blue Spirit is a perfect follow up to this episode. Yep. So I guess tune in for that. (laughs) Any final words from you, Isaac? If you and your family are caught and friends are caught by a storm, whatever that may be, whether it's a storm of natural causes or a storm caused by the internet uh, and they're storming you, you know, find a place to sit down and talk about stuff. Talk what's on your mind because talking really helps. Um, it ain't World Mental Health Day, I'll say that, but why can't every day be World Mental Health Day? That's all I'm going to say. Always talk to people about your problems. Um, people will listen, I'd say, given circumstances. Especially if you have like no power in these days and you can't listen to this podcast right now. Hey, we made it through this podcast without the uh, power going out, so I'll say that's a plus. There you go. But, yep, storms are storms mean a lot in various cultures. Um, but I see them while they are violent. They also perhaps, perhaps they force us humans to realize, you know, the weight uh, that we are not in control of nature, but also that. It is a time to, you know, to retreat away and force ourselves to look inwards, perhaps. Who knows? Peace. This section of the podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Enter at your peril. And who was Appa to him? Was Appa like the TARDIS? Like just some random guy that he stole or... No, no, friend. no, 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 he chose, okay, well, he chose, he chose Appa as a baby. Mm. Like, when Appa was young, excuse me. Was that in this episode, or is that a spoiler that's for later? That's a spoiler, that's a spoiler. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember um, if we saw that, but. No, that's I fair, that's a did. spoiler. <laughs> he, I think we see, no, that's not, oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Korath, that's right. I'm thinking of when we see Baby Bison, which is, like, one of the most adorable things I've ever seen. In oh, those are cute. Like, they are, like, just balls of, like, I just want to pet one. I just want to, like, shove my face into it because it's just, just, like, big, giant, but also small, little, like, air bice. Goodness gracious. Yeah, we need those Appa stuffed animals. If if anyone wants to buy us, send them in. Send your Appa stuffed animals to the novice elitist at Gmail. No, oh, no, that's... just send us the link. Even though I know we're the, I think I know we should just find the link. Who cares? It's not even the right email. <laughs>
that's her that's her that's the other show email goodness gracious me i don't usually do it for this one i forget what that email is but it's like the bending the elements at gmail.com i don't know oh tne yeah bending anyway oh yeah that's right and anyways but that fire lord by the way i have to mention is uh he sounds familiar i don't know if you uh you heard him because he actually spoke for the first time because before we only saw him roar in that silhouette back in Avatar Roku, but he sounded very familiar. And I don't, I don't know where I'm getting from. Who was the voice? Was it the voice they used later on, or? No, I just feel like, but I feel like we've heard that voice before. He's maybe not in this channel, but like, he sounds familiar. Interesting. Maybe I'll look him up. <laughs> Wait, you don't know? No, I, I was. That's what I was asking. Did they use the same voice? No, it's later, it's him. Or? It's it's. Oh, him. okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Because I didn't, I don't have my headphones in the room right now, so I didn't hear what the voice. No, was. it's 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 literally him. Like they they brought him in oh, early, got this him early. early. Yeah, cool. this early. Um, oh, that's fun. That's which great. is hilarious because they act. I didn't think they would do that until like book three, but now nah, they did yeah. it, man. They like had the hero of a thousand faces in there, and this is yeah. And just to go go into spoilers briefly, I mean. Clearly, they had this really well thought out. I mean, Azula's already there. Yep. They already knew exactly who they wanted to play, the Fire Lord. I mean, I think, yeah, it's, they... it's Luke if he took a if if he took the wrong turn. Like we're we're witnessing what the Emperor wanted Luke to be. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like this is that's what Fire Lord Ozai is. He's just like you know Luke if he went on the path to the dark side. <laughs> 